Hello and welcome to Film Companion. You've tuned in to an exciting new interview podcast with Anupama Chopra. To catch more of what we do, visit us on www.filmcompanion.in. Prithviraj, it's a pleasure to have you on Film Companion. Um, Great to know, be here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Congratulations on Kuridi. Uh, you know, it's a very, very gripping blend of a home invasion story with yeah. very complicated issues like religion and also also the nature of faith. You know, yeah. what is the definition of true faith? And I was just wondering, uh, Manu Warrior has made one film before this. How did you decide to take a shot at this with a newbie director? Because it is an extremely complicated subject. It is actually. It is quite a complicated subject to uh, to, to to translate into cinema. And uh, so uh, the first I read uh, of Kuldi was a short synopsis. Not a short synopsis, like a nine, ten pager. And uh, I was quarantining after having tested positive a year back for COVID. And I read the synopsis and I immediately thought, this is a film that needs to be made. So I got in touch with Manu, uh, who had sent me the email. And then um, it was then me, Manu and Anish, our writer, Anish Palil, who had many, many sessions uh, amongst us. And uh, frankly, I think I have pulled them away from being very honest filmmakers because their initial draft of Kurudi was a very sober, um, almost arty uh, kind of a narrative. So my whole take on this was, uh, no, no, I mean, you know, this, this is very much a film that needs to be said in the populist mainstream language. Uh, but we, straight, we stay true and honest to what the film wants to talk about. You know, uh, Malik also dealt with religion and the way religion is used to divide people. Uh, now, these are very mm. sensitive and thorny topics, right? Uh, and it's interesting yeah. for me as, as somebody who's not, uh, who's an outsider to the Malayalam film industry, to see how willing uh, directors and storytellers there are to tackle these kind of issues. Why do you think this is? Because at least in the Hindi film industry, it would be maybe considered too thorny. Uh, and yeah. and you know, how will we balance this out? How will we make sure that nobody gets offended? You know, did any of those questions cross your mind? So I haven't seen Malik, so I can't comment on Malik. Uh, as far as Kurudi is concerned, uh, I personally do not think that the film is about religion. Uh, I just think that religion is one of the many facets of the backdrop against which the story is being told. Uh, it is basically that the narrative has been designed with a structure in mind where an unstoppable force of violence meets an immovable object of fate. Uh, so, you know, uh, I'm, um, I'm sure you've seen the film by now. Yes. And uh, if, you, if you remember what would have been our interval card uh, if, if Kurdi were to release in theaters, mm -hmm. uh, that shot is pretty much what the film is, you know. It is just this unstoppable force that meeting this immovable object. So it, it is, you, even if you take religion out of it, if you contextualize it differently, this structure remains the same. You know, uh, it is about a group of people who when pushed to the extreme, like uh, how much can they take before they break? You know, how much do they let themselves go through before their ideals and then, you know, before what they stand for, stand to crumble. So it is just one of the many facets against which the story has been told. And my take on dealing with subjects that might be sensitive, that might have, you know, that might be offensive, that might hurt people is, as long as there isn't uh, an opinion or as long as there isn't a propaganda that the film is speaking about, I'm okay with it. 
you know as long as as long as cinema is objective i'm i'm okay with it and i believe kurdi is one of the most objective takes on 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 a subject like this that i have read uh, in recent in the recent past um it it doesn't say one is right and the other is wrong it doesn't say you know uh, this is the way you should be and that's the way you should not be it doesn't say that is correct faith and this is wrong faith it just shows you a group of people it shows you their rights and wrongs and it is asked and the film asks you questions you know as somebody who saw the film in the end i felt like the film constantly questions you that's that's a narrative you know it poses questions towards you and all this is done within the design of a very fast paced socio political thriller right. and it's got everything it's got action it's got chase sequences it's got you know violence it's got songs it's got drama it's got everything but it speaks of something that is much bigger than the film itself so i'm to me it's a very special film because these these kind of scripts don't come very often you know like uh, i read a lot of material and as much as we are overjoyed with the content creation that's happening in malayalam of late scripts like these are still not very easy to come by yeah you know it's intriguing to me um, prithviraj that that you are of course the producer of this film you're also the biggest star on this in this film uh, and yet you're playing perhaps the most unsympathetic character in the film uh, yeah do you ever ever as as a star worry about being likable on screen never that's ever. never been no never i've never i mean if you look at my filmography if you speak to people who have worked with me i think the first thing they'll tell you is the thing about prithviraj is you really don't know what he could come up with next and i like that you know i even in business circles even in trade circles in the malayalam industry that's what they are most worried about me uh, you know like i know that as a so called you know star that there's money riding on me and i also know that they are worried hang on i mean what what might he be coming up with next you know is this, is is that going to be a safe bet and all that i know i have that reputation um so kurudi actually initially came to me to play brian uh manu and anish pitched the film to me to play ibrahim and i actually went we started discussions believing that i'm going to be playing ibrahim but with me as ibrahim i just could not cast like you know uh so we we thought of many people we thought of who could be that that force you know that walks in and to to i mean it's 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 a very very far fetched analogy but it's like christoph waltz walking in to the to the house in the opening scene of inglorious bastards you know that yeah it's that when when this man walks in immediately everything becomes uneasy there is a palpable tension everybody is scared of him you know so i okay if i am playing ibrahim who could that be and we 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 went through many options discussed many names and we just could not you know just could not land on something that we thought okay this is it then we thought okay hang on what if i do like and then it all opened up you know it all opened up when when we started seeing me as like it all opened up and then roshan was like my first choice the first person i spoke to was roshan he's uh, he's an actor that i i invest a lot in i think he's a fantastic talent yes uh, and and i remember i uh, i was the one who narrated the script to roshan i i called him over for coffee one day and i said i want to meet you so he came over and uh, i narrated the whole script to him and then i said so would you be interested in playing ibrahim and i remember that expression he was like what <laughs> so i said yeah i mean would you be interested in playing ibrahim so he thought i was pitching it to him for rasul or something you know like uh, yeah for the for the younger <laughs> so uh, yeah so when roshan i i saw roshan as ibrahim then everything else fell into place you know then i immediately knew okay if roshan is ibrahim and i am like i knew who sapin would be 
I knew who, uh, you know, uh, the gold man would be. Everything fell into place. So that's yeah. how this came to be. And I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about what people think of me as a star. I'm only worried about did me, the star slash actor, work in the film. That's all I'm worried about. And I think, you know, uh, the way the actors have been placed now works for Kuruvi. And I'm, I'm happy about it. Yeah. No, Roshan works really well because he there's such a vulnerability to him, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and and he's just uh, he's it it works wonderfully. Uh, yeah. Prithvi, you have 139 credits on IMDb as an actor. Uh, oh, do I? I? Okay. Oh. <laughs> there's like several in production, in production, like there's you know many many okay. movies, and you are in a sense a link between sort of old school Malayalam cinema and the new wave of Malayalam cinema. You know, you, you did this interview with my colleague Bharadwa Jangan and you said that yeah. um, the last film shot on film in Malayalam cinema was yours. The first film shot on digital yeah. in Malayalam cinema was yours. You know, yeah. that's a massive sort of range of, of makers, of storytelling styles, of experiences. How do you think this shapes the choices you make you know are you able to see things for what they are are you able to do everything with equal conviction does it put you in that very unique space so the thing with uh, someone like me who has also got this whole filmmaking bug inside uh, of us right uh, when you listen to a script when you when you uh, listen to a story you take a call on if you want to do it or not depending on the film that you've just seen and then you do your best to, you know, to give your inputs. You do your best to make sure that the vision of the filmmaker aligns with what you have seen. But I, I have gone wrong so many times. I have gone wrong so many times that you start shoot and it takes you like three to four days to realize, oh, hang on, you know, what we are shooting is not, not what I saw. Uh, but, you know, to, in, 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 in the defense of many filmmakers, there have been instances where they have made films so much better than what I thought the film was going to be. Right. Like I remember doing this film called City of God with Lijo Jos Pelishiri. And, yeah. uh, you know, I thought the film would be something and he made something that was so much better than what I saw in my mind and the film did not work. Uh, yeah, so that happens time and again. Uh, but how my choices are shaped is purely based on this, you know, on the film that I see when I read a script. It's been like that earlier on. It's been like that recently. It's going to be like that forever. But there is also this thing that in the beginning of my career, if a Kurdi had come to me, I wouldn't have been confident of taking it up with a director that I did not know who he was, with a writer that I did not know. And I had to be like fully trusting another producer to set this up and, you know, facilitate the project. Then I would probably wouldn't have the courage to do something like this. Right now, thankfully, I'm in a position, I'm in a space where if I like something, all that the script needs to be made into cinema is me saying yes to it and then everything falls into place so uh, that that is a wonderful space to be in as an actor especially in an industry like malayalam where every day so much great content you know comes to you you can just sit back and pick and choose like uh, I, like i know what what Chan, what father is doing i know what dulkar is doing we are all doing great stuff we just hope that they all eventually translate into great cinema sometimes they all go wrong sometimes they go right yeah. uh, so so it is very very nice for us to today think that if we like something, if we like something on paper, then we can make that into the kind of cinema that we want to be in. That wasn't the case. When I came in, you know, how new actors would say yes to cinema is 
who's a producer is that a big company is it a big director you know uh, is there is there big co-actors with you yeah the subject is so and so but never mind it's from that banner you know those i i was from the white pants and white shoe time you know like uh, i make it i make myself sound antique but we are all in the same age group the so called <laughs> new gen yeah the so called new gen actors of malayalam cinema and me we are all in the same age group but yeah i i think i relate more to mamuti mohanlal and you know that 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 generation so <laughs> you know, yeah with regard to your forays into hindi cinema or example yeah. yeah but didn't work at the box office right and i yeah. saw an interview that when somebody asked you what what about considering hindi films again and and you said that there's so much great work happening in malayalam cinema that now it will really take something amazing to kind of make you invest your time into that my yeah. question is is it even necessary anymore i mean in the last 15 months the whole world thanks to streaming services has woken up to the brilliance of malayalam cinema uh, is it necessary to do a hindi film to be a national actor anymore not at all not at all doing hindi cinema is not about being a national actor in fact my answer to the question did not even point towards me wanting national fame or anything even if malayalam cinema does not have national recognition even if malayalam cinema is still only in kerala which is not the case right now it would still take a really really good script for me to come and do a film in another language or a really really good character for me to come and do a film in another language now the reason being that you know i'm quite happy with what i'm doing in malayalam you know and uh, things like fame and uh, you know wanting to be on the bigger stage do not matter any longer uh, i i've always believe, believed that you know it is we who have to take our cinema to the world rather than the world uh, waiting for the world to discover us so my next good script if it comes from bhojpuri i'll do it uh, my bhojpuri would be terrible but i i do it uh if it's you know if it's from an assamese film i'll i'll do it i i'm just an actor the language really does not matter to me so i mean if we can sit back and watch iranian films and you know we can watch spanish cinema why can't we you know why can't a malayali film you watch bhojpuri cinema or assamese films it's, it's it's all the same to me yeah but and it's such a wonderful thing i think this sort of uh, you know <laughs> this kind of dissipation of barriers Uh, between yeah. audiences between makers you know this kind of cross pollination between industries um, i think is yeah. just going to lead to better and better things for everyone but here are a few mysteries i want you to solve for me okay oops uh, okay this is what fascinates me about malayalam cinema the fact that you don't have a manager okay i don't how does that even work uh, in 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 bollywood the size of your entourage is a reflection of how big your last friday was so how are you working without a manager does that just not make things more complicated like i mean you want to get in touch with me you send me a message when i see your message i reply to you the other case would be you send my manager a message my manager sends me a message i reply to my manager my manager replies to you i mean what what i just doesn't make sense I I don't know I mean I I really don't know how that works because I've never had a manager and if I'm not replying back to somebody it just means my plate is full you know I I'm I'm busy and my plate is full I've had, my week is completely filled so maybe try next week if you think that is rude I'm sorry but I I do not have a manager I've never had a manager and I like it like this I like to have just two people with me in my entourage you know i'm just i'm just a very private person and uh, i come back to my room and i'm i'm reading scripts or i'm writing something i'm designing a film or something and i'm i'm happy that way 
if the size of your entourage and the number of uh, people in your managerial staff is how you judge uh, how big a star you are i'm i'm a really small star <laughs> good for you <laughs> The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. So, I'm really fascinated and very admiring of, actually, uh, the camaraderie within the industry. Uh, You know, how... When you all speak of each other, um, and you know, ostensibly you are rivals, right? You or Fahad or Dulkar or whoever, you know, even the directors or the writers, but but there's such genuine sort of affection uh, or admiration for each other's work, for for what the other one is creating. How, How have you nurtured this? I also think it stems from a very deep rooted sense of pride for Malayalam cinema amongst us. Uh, we are mature enough to understand that we are not people fighting amongst each other for something. We are people fighting together for something. You know, uh, it'll take us the younger lot. I mean, Mamuti, Mohanlal, the legends, you know, they have kept us there for 30 plus years, for almost 40 years now. And they've given us such fantastic cinema, which brings me back to the point that this whole conversation about Malayalam cinema's new rise, you know, it is happening. This is not a rider from the Amazon team, but I have to tell you, it is happening largely because of Amazon and other OTT platforms. Malayalam cinema always used to create great content. We've recently got a platform where people around the world can discover content that we create. So we now realize that, you know, we have been left with such such legacy, such great actors, such great storytellers, technicians. And all of us, let it be me, Dulkar, Shanu, Fahad, anybody, you know, let it be anyone. We have more content available than each one of us can do, even if we work around the clock. Okay. I mean, I think we still need more actors. That is a kind of content creation that is happening in Malayalam. So if tomorrow a great script comes to me and I know that I don't have the time to do it, and I think Dulkar would be great in it, I'll pick up, pick, pick my phone up and tell Chalu, listen, I mean, I listen to something. It's fantastic. I think you should do it. For me, the whole thing is I want that film to be made. I want that piece of cinema to be seen. I want it to happen in Malayalam. And I know Dulkar feels that way. I know Farad feels that way. I think we have to work together. You know, what is happening in Malayalam cinema now, it could go to such high places if we all work together. And we are prepared to, and we will. So that's what I meant by saying that we are not people fighting amongst each other. We are people fighting beside each other. You know, we, we want to take Malayalam cinema to the world. And I really hope and pray that we will. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, okay, now I have a criticism that I need you to respond to. Um, Please. I was talking to somebody who knows Malayalam cinema much, much better than I do. Um, and he said that, uh, you know, the trouble is that that uh, Prithviraj is such a fine actor, but he does a lot of films, okay? Yeah. And not all the films are great. They, the, the quality is sort of uneven, uh, which means that, that A, you're always about one month away from a Prithviraj film because there will always be one coming around the corner. And B, you're not sure that it's going to be good because he has done his share of sort of mediocre films. What is your response to that? This is never going to change. (laughs) So... So, I mean, I, I love cinema. I, the, the moment I wrap a film, I'm thinking, what do I do next? Uh, I mean, I, there was a lockdown for three months and I decided I want to do my own film and I'm shooting it right now. 
uh, I completely agree with the fact that films that I'm doing that I think would be great uh, will turn out not so great, which is the, which is what I was telling you about before. Uh, but uh, if if the process for it is for me to like decide I'm doing I'm going to do one film and I'm going to stay at home for three months and procrastinate, that is just not me. You know, uh, I uh, this is my process, and that doesn't mean. people who work with me know that that doesn't mean that i don't give my 100% to each one of the films when i am on set if you have seen me on set if you have seen the way i work my process you know that i'm in it completely but not everything is in my control i understand that every film i walk into i walk into with a vision and i think i've seen a film from that script that i think is going to be great and sometimes it does not happen sometimes there are, there is a third case scenario also where the filmmaker may, makes something that is entirely different to what i saw i think it's going to bomb and then it becomes a cult classic that's happened to me that's happened to me too but that's my process and uh, i would like people who criticize this to respect that process as much as another process where an actor says i'll do one film a year and then i'll think about think about what i want to do next this is completely different processes so i mean you you talk about this uh, i'm directing an actor right now who to me is one of the finest in india who at his prime did 30 films a year so you know oh. Yeah. And I I want I want to talk about that but but tell me are you not a person who ever needs to just fallow to just rest it out for a bit kind of you know uh uh deep breathe for a little while you're not that guy at all you just I go do. from one project to the next No I do I finish a film I take a break I take a break for 10 days 15 days you know and by then what I cannot come to terms with even now is uh I mean, I I no disrespect to other language industries because it also happens in Malayalam with a lot of filmmakers. Like setting up a project for six months, and then you know the number of days of shoot. I agree, it purely depends on the script. And then you finish shooting, and then you post produce for six months. I I don't understand that process. You know, I I don't see how you can set up a project for six months. If you want to do something, you get on it. You you know get your job done, and you get to get to the floors. so for me that process is usually quite fast and when you say take a break i wrap a film and then i take my family for a vacation and i'm away for 10 days 12 days by the time i come back the process for setting up my next project has already begun like a month back so by the time i'm back from my small little break the next team that i'm going to work with is ready i mean they are like waiting for me so i am okay with that i am i'm okay with that process and i know this process will eventually mean that i end up being an actor who's done a lot many films and any actor who's done a lot many films will have a lot many successful films and a lot many unsuccessful films uh, from bachan sir to kamal sir to mr mamuti to mohanlal sir to anybody you know people with more number of films will have more unsuccessful films that is yeah. that is you know Those the law the of averages yeah, yeah so yeah. <laughs> tell me you talked about directing mr molar which is what you're doing right now uh, for pro yeah. daddy uh, and of course you've already made a film with him the very successful lucifer you talked about how you guys are friends you live in the same building but but when you're on that set okay and he's just given you a shot and this is the mighty mohanlal okay you as a director are not happy with that shot how do you walk up to him and say that doesn't work do it again So the easiest actor to correct is Mr. Mohanlal. Really? And the easiest. Oh, you will not believe this. I, I, you know what? Please fly down to Telangana. Come and see my shoot for a day. I, I really mean this. I mean, please come. Uh, bring your crew. See how Mr. Mohanlal is on sets. This is. I mean, I've 
I so want people to actually see this, right? So he is, we are, we are not just friends. He's like a brother to me. He's my, he's a mentor. He's everything. I mean, I'm, we, we live in the same building. So we see a lot of each other. So we would be sitting together, having a cup of coffee and he would be cracking jokes. And, you know, he calls me Mone, which means son, you know? And then when the assistants come and say, so the shot is ready, he'll get it from the chair and he'll walk 10 meters and go in front of the camera and suddenly it becomes sir. And this is not something he puts on. It happens at a subconscious level for him. You know, it suddenly becomes, sir, if I'm not happy with the shot, I go up to him and I correct him and he addresses me, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, sir. And he does that. He'll, he'll do 20 takes for you. Absolutely. No problems. And the, when the take is okay, I say, cut. Okay. Next, he'll walk out. And as soon as he leaves the field, it is again money. It is amazing. You should watch that man work. It is amazing. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I, for the first few days in Lucifer, right? I thought this, this is an act. This can't be. But I shot with them for like 90 days in Lucifer. Now I'm doing a second film. Now I know. It is not. It is just, you know, I don't think he realizes it. I don't think he, if somebody told him, said, do you know that you're like this? He'll say, oh, really? I mean, he, I don't think he realizes it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. and the thing is, thing yeah. is, he's very good, right? I mean, he's, of course, he's very, very good. So um, sometimes he does something in a shot and then as a filmmaker, you suddenly sort of question yourself. Hang on. I mean, that probably that is right. You know, what I am thinking is, yeah, because he's got this really uh, gift, deep rooted gift of comprehending something in a very different way. And I am discovering that more during Brodaddy because Lucifer was all about keeping it under the radar and subtle. So Brodaddy is more about him being a little bit, you know, like... Uh, I let him loose. So then it, it, it really, it really brings out all, uh, he's a little child inside, you know, so it brings out all that in him and I'm really enjoying watching him do that. So do you, do you, uh, while you're directing him also does a part of you observe him as an actor. So you as an actor learn from him as an actor. See all that you can learn as an actor from another actor are the processes, right? I mean, you can watch and observe a process, but then you also need to understand that that process might not work for you. Sure. Uh, yeah. Like say, for example, we did a film called Kode with Anjali. And yeah. uh, so it had uh, myself, Nazriya and Parvati. So Nazriya and me used to crack jokes and bug the crap out of Anjali, like just before an emotional take, you know, like we used to be laughing and all that that was our process. Like we would like to disconnect from the moment and then get to it. Mm -hmm. And then there is Parvati, absolutely brilliant. I mean, she's a phenomenal actor, yes. but yeah. yeah, but Parvati needs to stay in the zone. She prefers being in the zone and being in that mood. But Nazri and me have a different process. Like Mohanlal sir, he would, the way he, I think he likes to be detached with the whole thing. And then when you say action, he comes and so I usually don't, don't rehearse with him. Uh, I don't rehearse with him and it is impossible to get the same two takes with him uh, because he does it at a level that he doesn't realize what is happening. So if there is a, there's a soft focus, a lot of people have told me Lucifer's is majorly soft focus. The focus has gone wrong in many places. I know, of course I know because I've kept takes where he's so good but the focus has gone wrong. I've asked for one more and he's given me something else, but I like this one better. Yeah. So these processes of an actor is for you to observe and understand that different people have different processes. I just think it is up to you to find your own. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me personally, I'm as good as a written word. You know, uh, I really need to find conviction in what is on paper. Now that is one part of it. It also requires a director to conceive it well. 
it might be a great script written really well but if the director can't conceive it well as an actor you are limited i am going to put my head out and say that even the greatest actors would have given bad performances in their careers because of badly written scripts or and bad directors so that Absolutely. happens to every yeah that happens to every actor yeah yeah oh yeah. uh, you conceived lucifer as a trilogy i read that somewhere is that correct yes yeah and and is that trilogy being sort of designed as as you know while you wait for the world to open up or where where are you at with it so uh, when i say i designed it i did not my writer murli gopi uh, he designed it and of course i i was part of developing it so lucifer was initially thought of as a series uh, the film itself was thought of as a series so i'm going to break the news to you here exclusively and say there are still discussions on about doing lucifer as a series in hindi uh, so uh, an eight episode mini series in hindi uh so when we first thought of lucifer we knew the story arc from the beginning of the first part to the end of the third part so we knew that story arc so um, there's a lot of the third part as film this is three parts in film no no three part as series okay okay as, as, as what as like a streaming series yes yes wow yeah uh so then we sort of you know deviated towards okay let's make a feature film out of the first season and that is what is lucifer now we know we'll be making feature films on what was originally thought material for season 2 and season 3 uh so which is why i said we know pretty much it's not like one happened and then we decided to do two and then a third part uh murli and me know the story arc from the beginning of the first to the end of the third and uh, yeah i mean it just progressively gets you know like bigger and all that so let's see let's see what happens so and you said in hindi that's amazing yeah i mean discussions are on i don't know the challenges for me to find time uh, i am happy with somebody else doing it but they are not so let's see <laughs> that's very exciting and i'm assuming it will be him as lucifer again even in hindi may or may not be so oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right. Last question, Pithi. Um, this year you celebrated ten years of being married. Yeah, I did. I, I in fact, I celebrated. Uh, yeah, ten years of marriage, like quite recently. That's right. Quite recently. Yeah. Now, you know, yeah. Saif had once said to me that a strong marriage is like the base camp, which allows <laughs> you to sort of go off and ascend your Everest. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah so I I just think uh, it is very important for an artist especially uh, I I I can't speak for other professions because I don't know but I know that for an artist it's very essential that you have a very very strong base at home and when I say a strong base at home I don't essentially mean a wife and kids it could just be you might be a bachelor you might be you know somebody who likes to live alone but if your domestic scene i think should be sorted you know it should be sorted and set and it should be like a rock it should be a foundation for you it wasn't for me actually i was like all over the place and you know my mind space was all cluttered and all that till i met supriya and uh, we were first uh, best friends and then we fell in love and got married and what is great about the marriage is that we are still best friends and uh, you know i have a very very small group of people who i can call friends and uh, supriya is probably the only one who's inside that very small circle that i've made around myself so that is very important i think that is very important and it is also very very important to have a partner who uh, celebrates your success as much as uh, you do the problem with me that supriya keeps telling me is because of my process of you know moving on and making the next thing uh, the good thing about it is that i don't wallow in misery when there is a failure 
I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm detached. I just move on. But the bad thing about it is I don't savor the success. Uh, so she keeps telling me that, you know, hang on, you've just made like this, you've had a super duper hit, you know, like enjoy, maybe throw a party, you know, like uh, celebrate the success. I'm like, no, let's make another film now. So, so that is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's fabulous. You you yeah. don't want to pat your you don't want to take a pause and pat yourself on the back. I'll pat myself with a better film, hopefully. So you know. I... That's lovely. That's lovely. Please continue to pat yourself with better films. And thank you so much, Prithviraj. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was great talking to you. Thank you. If you liked what you just tuned into, then subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. You can now also follow Film Companion on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube.